Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to teach you how to take back your life and dare to progress towards bettering yourself, honing your gifts, and using them for good in the world. Listen in to be inspired by others who are walking the same path of self-improvement paired with self-love, and to be a part of a community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. Thanks so much for joining us today. Now, the topic is vulnerability, which is such a huge catchword these days. Everybody's talking about it, but I think it can be for two bad ways. Sometimes people take vulnerability too far and just think that means that you don't have a filter or that you only dwell on the bad or that you let Facebook know about all your struggles all the time, or they just kind of put their thumb up to it. Why does that even matter? What does it mean? 
I have two guests today who are part of an incredible movement called the Unpolished Community. I was a guest on their podcast a few months ago, and it was honestly one of my favorite interviews I've done. I've linked to that in the show notes if you'd like that. But Sarah and Stacy are the hosts of Unpolished Podcast and of the Unpolished Communities podcast. And I love the conversation we had today on vulnerability, why it's actually a strength, what it can look like in your life, and what you can do to move forward and making it something that empowers you and helps propel you forward in ways that are going to be monumental. Before we get into this episode, I want to make sure that you leave me a rating and review on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts. And my goal is to reach 500 of those and we're getting closer and closer, but I definitely need a lot more as well as my goal to reach 500,000 downloads by mid-November, which is our two-year mark. If you can do me one or both of those today, I'd be so appreciative. And for those who already have, thank you so, so much. Let's turn now to my time with Sarah and Stacey. I am here with a co-host of the Unpolished podcast, which I love. We have Sarah of Candelera Coaching. Hi, Sarah. Hi. And we have Stacy of Hello Healing. Hello, Stacy. Hello. Well, let's start by first having you each give us a little introduction. Sarah, how about you go first? Okay. Um, I am a coach. I work with women who are in transition. Um, so that means if, you know, women who are going through a divorce or, um, you know, a new job, moving, kids are finally all in school, whatever that is, I work with women who want to use that as a catalyst to change their lives, to use it as a platform or a place to start, to start, you know, living a more fulfilling life and to start doing the things they've already always dreamed of doing, which is really fun and exciting. Um, I live here in Walnut Creek for the next little while, but I'm headed uh, to Utah soon. I'm the mom of four wonderful, tiny little kids. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of me in a nutshell. That is great. Thank you. Okay. What about you, Stacy? I am Stacy, and I am so passionate about holistic health. So what I do is I'm a marketing coach for healers, a body talk practitioner, and also an essential oil educator. And so essentially what that means is I help healers help more people, and I help people find the right healers to support them wherever they are on their journey. So I live on the opposite coast of both of you, I am right outside of Boston, Massachusetts, and I am a mom to a two-year-old boy. And that is me. Okay. That is so great. So tell me how you two connected then and why you started your podcast. And then we'll kind of dig deep into our, well, not kind of, let's dig deep into our topic of vulnerability. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll tell it. Is that okay, Stacey? Yeah. Okay. So Stacy and I had both done a program, um, a business building program. And part of it was, part of that was this um, virtual class that we took with the author Tara Moore. And in that class, you know, she would bring people on camera and interview, not interview, but coach them and give them feedback or whatever. And I remember one day 
I had been coached and then, and then Stacy was getting coached. And I just remember thinking like, I like her. Mm-hmm. I want to know who she is. Yeah. And so, um, I didn't have any, we didn't have any information from the other participants. So I just saw her name and thought I would just look her up on Facebook and see if I could find a Stacy Weinstein that looked like the person I saw yeah. and found her and messaged her. And then, you know, a few weeks later, we, we finally connected and had a chat and just, we're both verbal processors. And so we were able to have this really rich conversation. And we were just like, let's, is it, it was kind of like when you meet somebody and you're dating and you don't want to be too forward, but you're kind of like, you know, do you like want to go out again maybe every week? (laughs) (laughs) uh, And so we did. And then on our second, our second conversation, I think, I, again, I was like saying, I love you right at the start. I was like, this is going to sound crazy, but what if we started a podcast together? Mm. And Stacy was like, okay. And wow. I think, I think even in that, as we started talking about what the premise would be, I think in that conversation, Stacy said the term unpolished or something. We explored other names and things, but ended up, yeah, that ended up sticking. Well, I think there's a couple other details that's important probably to add some color. So, um, the first one is when I was being coached on this live call, I don't remember what I said, but the topic was about fear. And I distinctly remember being so afraid to either raise my hand or I had this pit in my stomach that I was going to be chosen to be coached. Mm. And I just knew I'm like, you have to do this. You have to do this. And I always wonder like, what would have happened if I didn't you know, take that opportunity because meeting Sarah and and this podcast has just been such a wonderful part of my life. Um, But then the other piece in the conversations that we started having in our our weekly love phone dates was that we were so frustrated in how hard this entrepreneurial journey actually was. And all we could find around us were countless examples of people who had made it, like really inspirational people that we admired and we loved, but that didn't really make us feel great when the whole early stage part was written off of, oh yeah, it was two years. It was really hard, but it was so worth it in a nutshell. Mm. And we were having these really like rich, uh, detailed conversations and more on what that hard looks like. And I think that's actually how Sarah broached the topic was you know, we should create a podcast on this. No one's talking about it. There must be other people out there like us. And, you know, we almost didn't do it because sometimes it gets really personal and, you know, we'll, we'll probably talk more about this, but this idea of vulnerability is is really at the core of a lot that we talk about and, and why we started to do it. So, you know, it just goes to show you that sometimes things are, are meant to be and, and people come into your life for a reason. And for sure, I say this to Sarah all the time, but I'm so grateful that she stalked me on Facebook because it's been one of the best <laughs> things ever. <laughs> Aren't those internet friendships? I mean, they're underrated, I think. I, th- I think some of the greatest friendships I've had in my adult life have been formed from the internet first, which is really weird, but pretty awesome. And Stacy and I have never met in real life. Okay, I was so- going to ask that. That's yeah, our friendship has totally been via Marco Polo and Skype. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, well, tell me, tell me a little bit more about your podcast before we get into our topic today. 
Yeah. So we, you know, like Stacy said, we just really try to get into the details of, you know, when you're starting a business, especially as a mom and especially as a solopreneur where you're, you're just a one, one woman show and probably working in at nap time and from your bedroom desk or whatever, if you're me, mm-hmm. um, you, it's easy to get in your head. It's easy to let fear and doubt and frustration. And you're wondering if you're making the right decisions and you're seeing all these other people because we naturally notice all the people around us that are having all this success. Mm-hmm. And it's very isolating and very lonely. At least it was, I think for Stacy and I both were really feeling that. <clears throat> and so we wanted to shine a light on the idea that for everybody that, you know, this is, this is the normal struggle. And, you know, a lot of our topics end up being similar, but they're all from a different place. Like how is fear showing up today? And, and we, we don't just talk about, oh my gosh, this is so hard. You know, we talk about how it's hard and what we're doing with that and what we're learning and how we're growing and we're keeping each other accountable. And so hopefully when people listen, they're like, oh, if they can do it, I can do it. And oh yes, me too. You know, Mm -hmm. we want to help create this sense of you're not alone. We are in this together. We're going to keep moving forward. It's so it's not about advice like a lot of, I mean, although we do give advice, but it's more about like how to exist as a human and be with your fear than it is about here's some good business strategies because we're just figuring that out as we go. I think that's even more helpful because some of the people that you are learning from who are trying to help you, they're like, you're like, you guys said, they're sharing more of the, the result and that's the focus. And they're yeah. saying, you know, a little bit more generally, you got to work in your mindset. You got to work on these things, but they're not also showing, giving us that peek inside their minds and what it really looks like to struggle with something but to still have that persistence that in the end is going to have a positive outcome or at least a transformative outcome. Yeah. And in a way, I think we really want to do as much as we can to get people to embrace this messy struggle because that really is life. I mean, starting with ourselves, like we want to celebrate like the muck that we're in. We talk a lot about that, about this idea of being stuck in the mud and it feels so yucky and you just don't want to be there. But ultimately that's what leads to butterflies, you know, coming from caterpillars and acorns spreading into trees and the lotus and all of those wonderful metaphors that Sarah is so, so excellent at creating. (laughs) Um, But, you know, we'd love to start that movement and have people embrace it and own it because it's just as much part of the journey as the success end point, quote unquote, which really isn't an end point. Um, so hopefully shifting some of that conversation and letting people feel more connected to other people that are out there that are experiencing these same things, but just nobody, nobody talks about it because it's not perfect and pretty and wonderful. Okay. Well, I definitely recommend the podcast and both of you individually, your own businesses. I, I love following along and learning from you and I make, I'll make sure to connect to all that. Let's dig into what I think is a huge core of both of what you are doing and that is vulnerability. And some of the listeners we have might not be necessarily interested in creating a, a being a one woman entrepreneur or um, making their hobby a business, but a lot of them might. And regardless of where they're at in that, uh, in that uh, spectrum, 
I think we all could use a little bit more vulnerability. So let's start by talking about what vulnerability is and what it's not. And I think what we're going to do first is say more what it's not, because a lot of people kind of take vulnerability as the wrong idea and get a little fearful of what they think it is. So how about you guys start by sharing what you think it is not? You go first, Stacey. Putting me on the spot per usual. (laughs) (laughs) So vulnerability is not like being an open book, posting your sob story every single day. It's not about getting attention. Mm -hmm. It's, it's more about being real and, and just sharing your story and, and almost owning your story. I think for me, the best way to explain it or, or the way I've learned um, what this term means for me is like being honest about yourself. I think I've spent a large chunk of my life, as I'm sure many other people can relate to, of feeling like I need to be presentable or say the right things or you know, be the nice girl or whatever it is. And at the end of the day, that's not relatable, especially at this stage of, of where I am. You know, even as a mom, like nobody wants to see your perfect Pinterest exotic cupcake recipe that you made. You know, people want to see the mess. That's the reality. And like the burnt cupcakes coming out of the oven, like that's being vulnerability. That That's what vulnerable, that's what being vulnerable is, mm-hmm. um, is just being real. And I think social media really has warped our perception and everyone's so afraid, like, well, well, what will people think of me? And so it's a tricky, it's a tricky term to, you know, wrap your head around. Yeah. And what I, just to add on to that, what I think vulnerability is not um, along the same lines of what Stacy said is I think we all, when we think of being vulnerable, our minds automatically go to the really needy people that we avoid, mm-hmm. right? We Definitely. think it's this like this neediness, this, um, this appearance of being, you know, not put together and, and depending on other people to fix you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think vulnerability isn't about sometimes it's about needing help, but it's it's being honest with yourself and and looking and saying, okay, what do I need in this circumstance? And being able to ask for help. That's being vulnerable. And it's not this like um I the term passive aggressive comes to mind, you know, how sometimes people will share stories and and they're not asking you for anything, but you feel like there's some expectation behind it or something. I don't know. And maybe this is just this. Maybe this is just what I used to associate vulnerability with. No, um, I think that's very much the thing. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's it's more about um, you know vulnerability and authenticity. I think are a married couple that are madly, madly in love, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just about being able to be who you are and being okay with that. Because sometimes, you know, I had a situation, um, yesterday where I was in a situation where I felt like I needed to present, I needed to be this certain kind of person. Like I wanted to appear put together and I wanted to appear very like nonchalant and inside I am a mess. Mm-hmm. And so I eventually had to say, look, I, I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling this. And that, that might, that might have seemed like, no, oh no, don't say that. But once I said that, I felt so free mm-hmm. just to be able to tell my truth that like, I, this makes me so uncomfortable. 
felt so much better than trying to be like, oh yeah, this is totally awesome. I love, I love that I'm doing this right now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly focus pops or lolly mellow pops for kids. And for parents, try three new brainy chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I wanted to add, I think vulnerability is not playing victim. It's not yeah. taking on that victim mentality that and sharing and sharing all the hard parts of you. Um, it can go two ways. It can be to connect. It can be to seek support. It can be to support others, or it can be to leech that from other people. It's to get, it's to get things, um, which I think is not really what vulnerability is, you know, but I think that's what it can be mistaken for. So for me, I think being vulnerable is taking off this shield of perfectionism we can off, off, often wear. And to me, that yeah. shield is like a shield of shoulds. Like yes. I should do this. I should be that. I should always appear this way. And removing that shield of shoulds. And like you guys said, owning, who am I? This is me. And Am I a mess? Yes. But am I wanting to improve? Yes. And connecting to yourself in a truer way than you might have in the past. Because a lot of perfectionists don't really know who they are. They're afraid to know what's really inside of them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it takes vulnerability within yourself to discover that. So I was kind of thinking, let's talk about that process. What does it look like to figure out who you really are so that you can own that? And that you can share that and connect with others who are in a similar place. Yeah. um, I think the first thing that comes to mind when I think about getting to know who you are is, is starting with an awareness. And we tend to live on autopilot. I think we, we tend to, we tend to just go and we, we think that it's outside it's the outside things that make us feel a certain way when it isn't our circumstances do not dictate our, our feelings, our thoughts do. Hmm. Um, And so I think when we can become aware of how do I feel when this happens, how do I feel when, you know, I, I remember being the mom of four, essentially four babies. I had four kids within four and a half years. My two middles were twins. Mm. And so I was at home all the time. And at night I would have these grand ideas that I would do something productive and I'd always sit down and watch TV. Mm-hmm. And on the surface, like I, you know, I mean, that's just what I did and it was fine. But as I started to dig into that, I noticed that 
the, my habit of watching TV wasn't just because I was tired and I wanted to veg out. I was numbing and I was numbing with audiobooks too. So it was either TV or I always had something in my head. Yeah. And now looking back, I mean, I can see, you know, and I won't go into too many details about my personal life, but I can see all these things. I can see that I was not happy. Mm-hmm. I was so not happy. And when I started to create this awareness and, and then I started asking myself, you know, what is it that I like to do? What is it that lights me up? What is it that makes me feel fulfilled? And then I started to notice these other things. And then the vulnerability had to come in. You know, it comes in internally. You have to be vulnerable with yourself. You have to be able, you have to be willing to say, this is this is the, my reality. I am not the person I thought I was. I'm not the person I tell myself I am. Mm. Um, and then you, and then it switches and you have to be vulnerable with other people. I started a group, uh, um, a Facebook group or something, cause I wanted to connect. And that was really scary because I, you know, shared part of my story and I was like, is anybody else feeling like this? Mm. Is anybody else feeling like they're, they've just become mom and they've lost their individual identity. And so many people were like, yes, that's me. And had I not been vulnerable, had I not shared that piece of my story, then, you know, I, that community would not have been created and it wouldn't have led, you know, me started me down this path that I've gone to or gone down now. And if you were living your life by that shoulds, you know, that shield of shoulds, Mm -hmm. how could you have even explored that possibility in yourself that maybe you weren't satisfied with the life you should be leading or that energy? Yeah. And I did, I lived by that. Like I should, Mm -hmm. my kids should make me happy. You know, my being a mom should make me happy and I should make them happy. And, and they'll, it was just, yeah. I mean, I had that and it wasn't, they weren't conscious thoughts. Yeah. They were just this, this subconscious belief that I had that was so full of, of this is how it should be. And you should be able to do this and you should be able to just set that side aside and you should be able to just smile and it should be fine. And it wasn't. Uh-huh. Yeah, this this idea of the shield of shoulds, I couldn't agree with more. And I have to say, like having the courage to tackle it and take it off is scary. Like the process is scary and you have to be willing to do that, but know that it's worth it. I think all of the great things that I've experienced and seen evolve in my life have really stemmed from me being vulnerable in some way and Mm -hmm. all of the learnings and lessons and all of that. And it's, you know, to me, when I first wrap my head around this concept of vulnerability, gosh, it's so hard to say. It's like a mouthful of marbles, (laughs) (laughs) but it's such an important word. Everyone practice it. Um, And if you have never encountered this word before, Brene Brown has an amazing Ted talk that I'm sure you both would agree is really such an articulate way of explaining in a powerful way why it's important. And and that was how I originally started down this path. Um, But what I was going to say is I I think part of the challenge is that the, the culture that we live in and the worlds that a lot of us grew up in, the shield of shoulds is just a normal part of life. Like we don't consciously choose to put it on. It just happens. And then one day we realize, hey, wait a minute. I don't like this. I don't want to be doing this, but I feel like I should. And we have to have that level of awareness and have that courage to say, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't me. Like I am enough. Like I, I don't agree with the shoulds and that's a scary process. And you know, Brene Brown has this 
mantra from one of her books, this idea of courage over comfort. And that has been really helpful for me. And it, it really resonates because you have to make that choice. It's a decision you have to make. Um, but you have to start with just being aware of it and being honest with yourself about what, what other possibilities are out there for you, not what you think you should do or what other people expect of you. Whoa. I love that. Just opening up the possibilities of what you really could look like. Cause I think part of the fear of not, um, behind not wanting to dig deep and figure out who we really are is because, um, the real, the real me might not be so pretty <laughs> as I would mm-hmm. wish she were. And, but, but there's such freedom, like, as you guys have said, and seeing who that person really is. And then there's so much freedom and the possibilities of who that person can become and how, um, and how they can take shape in ways that are beautiful and so much more fulfilling. So how has that looked for you two? What has shifted while you've gotten to this core of who you really are and how has it shifted in your life? Well, I, you know, as you were talking, I was just thinking about how, um, you know, we, we can't change what we aren't aware of. And so if we want to have, you know, all, you know, working with clients, the number one thing people always say is I want to be happy. Yes. And, Mm -hmm. and nobody even knows what happy is. What do you mean by happy? Mm -hmm. Like, do you want, does that mean fun? Does that mean fulfilling? Does that mean peace and contentment? What is happy? And so when people start to dig into happy, you know, it, it typically, boils down to, we want to have a meaningful life. Mm-hmm. Well, meaningful doesn't mean, meaningful doesn't mean you feel joy all the time. Yeah. Meaningful, meaningful feels that meaningful means that you, you have to suffer a little bit. You have to go through hard things so that it then that's what creates the meaning. And so I think, you know, oftentimes we live on the surface and we just want to be happy and we're searching for all these external things and where it doesn't work and we're just left like, I'm not happy. <laughs> you know, we get, we reach our goals and we get the things that we thought we wanted and then we don't feel any different. And um, I was just sharing the other day that I think in one of our episodes about how, you know, there's a study that's on people who win the lottery aren't any happier two years later than they were when they won it. Yep. And I, th- I think this self-awareness, this, you know, being able to, to dig deep and to really look at who you are is scary and it's hard, but once you are honest with yourself and you can look at the parts you don't like, then, then you can be like, okay, I can change that. But what I've noticed, what my struggle, um, has been is not necessarily the hard parts. I can, I think I can do that pretty well. Like I can look at the places I'm not afraid of those anymore. What's hard for me is owning my strengths. That's much, that, that for me requires much more vulnerability to be able to say, I'm actually really good at this. I, I do have this talent. I can, I, I do add value to my friendships and the people in my life because when people give us compliments, we, our minds automatically, I'll share an example. In part of one of these business courses I was doing, I had to send an email out to people and ask them what my superpower was. And everybody was sending me really nice things and almost everybody responded. It was, it should have been like so gratifying and just such a cup filler to hear all these beautiful things being said about me. And I felt so lonely and isolated because it felt like you guys don't know me. 
obviously you don't know me. These are the things you think about me. Or you're just saying that because I asked, I mean, obviously I asked you this question. You have to say something nice. So getting myself to the place of, you know, that's its own kind of vulnerability to actually be able to, and we're so afraid of being, of being um, self-centered or braggy or, you know, we're so taught, we're taught to not be that way and that that's an unattractive quality in a woman that we're supposed to be self-deprecating and we're supposed to be, you know, humble and all those things, which, which is fine, but, but we can't use our gifts if we don't own them. And so that's been, I think the most, and I'm still learning that. I feel like I am deeply invested in that struggle right now. Well, you're, you know, on the, on the flip side of that me generation thing, I mean, we, we are part of this me generation um, where people are bragging constantly. You're like putting up, this yeah. is me, this is me. But what I think it really is, is just another shield that that isn't yes. the true yes. them. And there's so much running away. There's so much like franticness about it um, and behind it that just doesn't sit well. I think with both the people who are, um, ingesting it like me, like a viewer and the people who are producing it too. So I didn't mean to cut in there, Stacey. I wanted to hear your thoughts too. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point as well. And you know, what I would add is I think this process is exponentially harder because we all feel like we need to do it alone, right? You're hearing this now. You're like, I don't want to be self-aware. I don't want to figure this out. It's scary. And like, yes, you have to do the work. Like it's you, it's your life. You, we all have to do the work, but there's so many options and tools and things out there that can help support you in figuring this out. It's our job just to be courageous enough to take that action and to be open to possibilities and explore these things and learn about ourselves and get curious. That's something, you know, Sarah always Mm -hmm. is so good at reminding me of just be curious, put on that mindset and, you know, don't think of things as black and white. It's not a success or failure. Like what can you learn from this experience? What can you learn about yourself from how you reacted to something today or from this new way of, of looking at yourself? And for me personally, how this started showing up for me was, I started exploring all these different types of healing practices and tools. So things like getting my astrology chart read to having like my chakras balanced to seeing a chiropractor, like all of these things. And, you know, I'll caveat it by saying I am super into all of this stuff and I love learning things. So I'm the type of person that just wants to learn more and more and more. So I, I really went into it and it was so helpful for me to see myself reflected back to me in a different way through all these different types of tools. And, you know, even working with a coach, even talking with a really good friend, you know, meeting Sarah has been helpful in this regard as well. Like she does an amazing job of reflecting back like the real me that I'm saying that sometimes I'm not even aware of, or that I'm hiding under should oftentimes. Um, she likes to lovingly point that out, but it's helpful. (laughs) And honestly, like, I think we all need more of that. Like, it's really, it's really hard to do it alone and maybe it works for some people, but there's no need to do it that way. Beautiful. You know, Sarah, when you were speaking about how most, I think everybody responds, I want to be happy to that question. But what I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us, what we really are saying there is, um, well, if we really tore, tore it down is we, we don't want the struggle. We want, yeah. we want life without the struggle and that's heaven. That's not 
that's not earth. That's not this life. And maybe it's not even the next one who, you know, I, I yeah. personally don't think that the struggle does go away. What I think happiness lies in is what you've kind of talked about owning, own, own the hard, own, owning the messiness of life, owning that it's not going to be easy. It's not supposed to be easy that we will make mistakes and we will have to sometimes suffer. We'll have to sometimes be stressed. We'll sometimes have to deal with negative emotions, anxiety, stress. That is so much more of a real pathway to happiness and to owning who we really are than the reverse of trying to always run away from it. Yeah. When you're not afraid of it, right. When you're not afraid of failure, when you're not, when you're not afraid of everything going wrong, when you're not afraid of, you know, and another, you know, Stacy and I just love Brene Brown, obviously, but another thing that, another thing that popped into my mind is, is in one of her, um, one of her books or audios, she's talking about, wait, everybody's waiting for the other shoe to drop. But when, you know, you, you feel happy, but then you're always on edge about something bad's going to happen next. But when you start to just allow yourself to not be afraid and to know that you can handle it, when you're, when you start to get enough experience, um, being able to make it through the struggle and make it through the hard stuff, then you start, then you get to a place where the hard, you start to see the value in it. And you start to think like, okay, this really hard thing might happen, but if it does, I know I'm going to grow. I know I'm going to become better. And I, that is even true for me when I think about really awful circumstances. Like if I were to lose a child or something, of course, I would never want that to happen. And, and it does, I mean, it's not like I'm not afraid of that. I am. But I also have gotten to the point where I know how to deal with hard things that it isn't a fear that consumes me and takes away my joy and my fulfillment, right? It just yeah. is a thing that I, I don't want to happen, but I don't have to be, I know, I know how I handle struggle. And so that isn't a constant, that isn't a, a soundtrack to my life. That isn't background noise for me anymore where it oh. was for a long time. Great. This is such a common theme here of just freedom. I mean, there's so much freedom awaiting this other side of putting the shield down. I would like to end by having you each just, and I'm totally putting you on the spot here. Can you give my listeners just a small challenge, like a bite-sized challenge that they can do to work on figuring out who they are maybe, or how to own their vulnerability um, or finding their gifts, whatever challenge you think would be really helpful in moving towards that direction. And Stacy, can I, can I put you on the Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing that popped into my mind um, was actually something that Sarah and I talked about, I think a few weeks ago on one of our episodes, but it was this idea of saying yes. And, So oftentimes, I mean, it's so easy to make excuses when things are scary or when we don't want to do it or we don't want to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's easy to say, yeah, but blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But what if we instead said and to everything? Like, yes, and I'll give it a try or and I'll see what I can learn and what's the worst that can happen. Um, It's a really small shift, but it's powerful. And, And similarly, you know, even just removing the word should from your vocabulary, like noticing when you say it and then actively shutting it down in your mind. And those two things together are, are, are small, but mighty little challenges that it's all about just bringing it to the forefront of your mind and bringing it to your awareness. And then you'll be amazed by what you see unfold in your life. 
Oh, love that. Okay. What about you, Sarah? Oh man, I have so many things. <laughs> I'll try to narrow it down. Um, I think, you know, we already talked about it, but awareness, just being aware of how you feel and being curious about it. You know, why do I feel this way? Where is this coming from? Um, and being willing to explore that. And then when you feel um, a call or a push or a prompting to do something vulnerable and that should voice comes in or whatever, I would say do it anyway. Do it even though it's terrifying. Don't wait for things to feel easy. Don't wait for it to be the right time. To just, just do it and to know that you might fail and that's okay because bravery is, you know, bravery is not doing things when you're not afraid. Bravery is doing things when you're scared. And that you just, you know, when we can own it, and here's an idea I want to leave you with is that we forget that our vulnerability gives other people permission to own their story. If we're all putting our best face forward and we're all, you know, just showing the corner of our lives that looks nice and neat and polished, then everyone around us who doesn't have a nice and neat and polished life feels less than right? But when we show up authentically and genuine, it's like we give permission to everybody else to be themselves. And so if it's hard for you to do it for you, do it for other people. Share that part of your story you might not have otherwise, because you know that someone out there is like, just going to be like, oh, thank goodness. It's not just me. Oh, thank goodness. You know, like it's going to offer some comfort and to relief and relief to someone that you, that you don't even know probably. Fantastic. I just want to hire you both for every part of my life. Thank you, both of you, for taking the time to be on the show. And I will definitely link to all you have to offer. And yeah, just thanks again, ladies. Yeah, thanks for thanks, having Monica. us. Thanks, Monica. This was one of those conversations I left feeling so pumped such a good interview. These women really know their stuff and the way they speak about it just totally makes me know that I can do it. And I hope you feel the same way. Sarah and Stacy are leading an incredible community. I hope you make sure to check them out. I have linked to their Instagram, their podcast, their website, anything that you might need to get in touch with them. I highly recommend everything they do and who they are. Next week, I have a special interview for you with Kim White of Kim Can Kick It. Oh, what a good one. You're not going to want to miss that. So make sure you tune in next Wednesday for that. And until then, take care of yourself. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.